listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Thanks for the download. If you like what you hear, hit us up at patreon.com slash 9to5cc. This is a brand new episode of your favorite podcast. I made that decision for you. It's 90s. What do we talk about? Robert Greene and the upcoming federal election. We talk about the movie In the Tall Grass, the Lego Movie 2, Part 2. We go in-depth with No Holds Barred. We talk about DC movies, Marvel movies, and censorship in China. Mm-hmm. It's also Lego Movie 2, the second part. Yep. Yep. Tiny ass! Democracy up in here. Wait, up in oh, here. Yep. You know who's turgid with democracy? You. Absolutely lousy with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. You saw. This is the first time I think I've seen you with any discernible um, flair, right? Like, I mean, oh, outside. Yeah. Actually, no, that's oh, yeah. not true. I yeah. see you wear Remembrance Day flair yep. sometimes. Like yep. when we're talking about flair, when you work at Tchotchkes and stuff like that, where you get to put a certain amount of flair on your vest. Like how many? Uh, yeah. How many? Flare do I need? You had a flare. That's right. I had one flare. Yep. yep. One item of flare thing. Green party. It's true. Was it a supporting the party or the man? Uh, get us a bit of both. A little bit of both. Bit of both. Uh, and then after this boat recording, you get to go to the triumphant victory party. Yeah. You know. Th- so <laughs> when you're door to door, we had days where we had. Uh, 75% Don't of Don't tell people. me about door-to-door, son. I've been going oh, no, door-to-door. I'm, I'm excited to connect on this. <laughs> this is like, uh, I now know how you feel, but I bet you that I had an easier time than you did because people Probably. mostly were super friendly with yeah. Green Party people. You also had like a good lead, right? Like you got to be going door-to-door w- during the biggest climate change march in like, yep. you know, like, like, like it, it's yep. like, it wasn't, I mean, I'm not saying anybody would necessarily be like, get out of here, environmentalist, but it's like, it's, you're at the... Like climate change is like right in the zeitgeist of cultural totally awareness. True. Totally so. true. The um, I actually had a couple of ladies lean into me and say, "Don't tell my husband I'm voting green." Oh, you know, cute. there was a couple of those. Then you're like, "Don't tell my wife you're beautiful." And then, no. Is, uh, <laughs> is that how like environmental porn works? Mm. Hi there. It Did you order environmental yeah. democracy movements? Yeah. <laughs> But it's still like, and I mean, and I guess like we when we had we had Mr. Green on Go Plug mm-hmm. Yourself. If you're listening to Only 90s, you can go back to Go Plug Yourself and listen to Robert Green, who's the Green candidate for Westmount NDG. And we talked a lot about the same stuff that you talked about in the email today, where it's like, even if you were voting in a liberal stronghold, which NDP Westmount very much is, yeah. I live in Ville Marie uh, Sudwest, which is Mark Miller. It's again the same thing. It's like if you go on like three three eight polling or whatever, they're like the liberals have a estimated. Greater than ninety nine percent chance of securing the seat. It's like the and same I was like, for us, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. Where you're like, the, the margin of error implies greater than ninety nine percent. So I don't know how much in the, into this you want to go, but on Saturday, Debbie and I were talking about this, and I got, I, I went to how they make those stats. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first thing is they start with the Nanos polls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Nanos. Yep. So they, um, and the way Nanos does it is they have every day they do five hundred people as a survey. Yep. And then they keep a rolling the last three days included to make fifteen hundred people in a national yep. result. So yep. that's that's where the nanos numbers come from. And then what the three three eight guys do is they take the nanos numbers and they, they apply they, they they pull four though. Nanos is the main one, but the three three eight pulls from like four different sources. There's four pollster pollsters 
Right. Yeah. But then they but then what they do, they take national polls and they compress them down into being local polls and they apply the special sauce on them. Yeah. Right. And, spe- and like the, that's their formula and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, in that formula, they're going to look at a guy like uh, Garno and say he's a star astronaut, yeah, yeah, cabinet yeah, yeah. Mi- minister, whatever. So he has all these advantages. But they none of them are actually talking door to door like people on the campaign trail right. have been. For sure, but I'm mean, like, but at the same time, they've never been like, like when you you talk today uh, in the email thread, yeah. if you're like, oh, like you did, people didn't necessarily see like the orange surge coming, but I'm like, but they did, right? Like they were surging in the polls for two weeks up to the election. Huh. They were a, like solidly in uh, the final polls showed that the NDP were solidly in second. They continued to surge and outperform the polls at the election, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm just saying, but like polls are generally very good. Like even when we look at like the the biggest failure in polling ever with like the Donald Trump situation or whatever yep. like they said they were yep. like they gave him a 25 percent chance to win and they were like yeah if you do something four times in a row and it happens one of those times that doesn't mean our numbers were wrong it means that you got the 25 percent and then but if you then dissect the individual writings it and because like, the electoral college is crazy in the united states the, it was the toss-ups went trump you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. it wasn't that their numbers were wrong. It was when, like, it wasn't that, like, suddenly New okay. York City well, voted guys, in Donald Trump. These guys would have to be wildly wrong for Mr. Green to take a victory. Yeah, exactly. The thing, the thing I think that is a realistic goal to have hoped for is to get to the 10% vote yeah. number, which would mean we're going to get back money from the government. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like, honestly, we had less than 2% in the last election. Yeah. It's, it's still a very good result. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. for sure. And, yeah. I mean, and like I said, I, I think that that was what Robert said on the podcast and you also said in the emails yeah. chain today, which is, like, if you live in one of those, like, provincial strongholds or, uh, like, whatever, liberal strongholds or conservative strongholds, I guess, if you're other at West, you can still, vote, like, don't throw away your vote because you can still show the candidate that, like, hey, 15% of your constituents think this way. Absolutely. So even if you are going, you know what I mean? Like, they might ignore it, but at least it's a data point that they're, they need to look at. <laughs> you know, that you're like, yeah, there's one in ten people in your writing feel this way. You could ignore that information if you want to, but I'm like, it's still information that a person is supposedly has to think about. Yep. I don't know. So, yeah. Um, you guys, do you have anything like anything burning? Because I like, have a lot. No, man. You wanted to talk I about got... this. I can't believe you really want to do a whole hour about this. I mean, we don't want to do a whole hour, but it's I have, hurt I so, have bad. so much. I put actually a challenge out to our Patreons, Patreon uh-huh. listeners, and Jared didn't answer. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was just sort of like, if you do not provide us with things to talk about, I will talk about Noel's Bard for an hour. Well, we could talk about In the Tall Grass also. Yeah, I, I want to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. But No Holds Because it's brand new. Yeah. yeah. And it's but a kingy, you know? It's yeah. like, a, like a Stephen mm. King short story stretched uh-huh. out into a movie. Written, co-written by Joe Hill, his yeah. son. Maybe King. Watched Lego Movie two. I guys have a lot of movies yeah. to kick out. Lego Movie two just came. Did out. none of us watch Joker still? Nope, none of us watched yeah, Joker. It was terrible. We're a good podcast though. Yeah. Do you want to see what? what do you, what's what's more burning? What does the burning need? Tall grass. Well, I feel like in the Tall Grass is a brand new movie just before Halloween. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a spooky movie, and I watched the spooky movie. Ah. All right, in the Tall Grass. Yeah. So there is grass. So this is tall. a movie based on a novella written by Stephen King mm-hmm. and Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. Who is the young up and coming oh, king? Oh, okay. I just realized that I was like, what have I watched of Stephen King? I watched the Creep Show miniseries on Shudder. I'm a couple mm-hmm. episodes into that, and the first thing yet was written by Stephen King. I was like, where have I seen Stephen King? Like, I've recently. There, come back. Cool. Yes, got it. I was like, carry on. There's also like a little kid in this movie, so I was very hesitant Nervous? to put it on. He mm-hmm. oh. was um, pretty creepy, though. <clears throat> he was. He was delightfully creepy. Yeah. 
Creepy children. Yeah, he wasn't the victim, so, so I was what, fine So what with is it. the setup? Sell me on this. So there's a little kid. He goes into the tall grass, and it is spooky. No. Oh. So there's, Am I far? there's a brother and a sister driving down the highway in what appears to be the American Midwest. Mm-hmm. And they pull over for a moment because the sister is pregnant, and she's going to spew chunks. Okay. And they're chunks eating, of baby. They're eating highway food, so she's, done, she's not feeling so great. Something and, and Scott's like relatable. That's the thing that happens. If yeah. you don't know, if you don't know, if you've ever been on a road trip with Scott, <clears throat> he will go to gas stations in the middle of America and pick up the weirdest thing just to try it. And <laughs> occasionally will spew chunks. He had, dude. He once got a bag of powdered jerky, like it was a floose powder, like a satchel of powder. But it no, was, it was a jer- tin. It was, it was in a tin. Meat, tin. meat powder. <laughs> of meat powder. <laughs> Just like shout in your mouth, and then it kind of took on like a gooey, jerky-ish texture when it got moistened in your mouth. Guys, salsa gum, <laughs> salsa gum. You harp on salsa gum, but you have to remember. It's Twenty-five were, years later, there were two different flavors in that package. One of them was tomato salsa. The other one was salsa con queso. It's true. Gum mm-hmm. that tasted like cheese. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's a thing I do. So and I so would totally. And if you're so you're like, I understand this pregnant woman's plight. <laughs> yeah, I'm pull over. I'm gonna pull peel. over. I'm going to throw up. I ate a bad so, gas station food. As they as they stop the car, they pull up next to this big field of grass, mm-hmm. and they hear a voice calling from the grass. Mm-hmm. Please come help me. Right. So they walk into Children the of the corn. They walk into the grass to try to help this child. Mm-hmm. And then things go Lovecraftian. Very much so. Very All much right. so. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't get out of the grass. They can't find the kid. They're mm-hmm. stuck there. Cool. They can't find each other. They meet other people who are in the grass. People like the film Labyrinth, yeah, but grass. Sort of. Like at one point, <laughs> at one point they try to find each other, so they both agree to like jump up at the same time mm-hmm. to get their bearings. Yep. So they both jump up and they see each other, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, let's just make sure we're still there." Jump again, and the girl jumps up and she can't see anyone. Mm. She lands and she's like, "Are you still there?" And he's like, "Yeah." And the voice is like from like three hundred meters away behind her, and she's like, "What?" what? They find a dead dog. They find a creepy kid. They find... They uh, scream a lot. Scream a lot. I think it's a bit much. It is a bit like, much. Like, I don't know how to, how to describe... Uh, that's exactly that. The There's way too much Marco Polo in this movie. Yeah, yes. and people just yelling at each other over and over and over again. And that, that the one girl who just I think keeps I, screaming. When, when you guys said that you both saw In the Tall Grass, yeah. I, had a, I had a choice. To either watch No Holds Barred or In the Tall Grass, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Well, I've been assigned No Holds Barred." Yeah. But that I read like when I like read up on it really quickly. Some that was like the one or two line review that I read was like something like like like, sh- like shrill something or other like yeah. d- extracts any fun from an otherwise good like premise or whatever. Was I think it, was it's, the, like it's was like noticeable. the two line. It's noticeable. Yeah, that yeah. that flaw. And if and if that's gonna like I mean obviously that that like your mileage may vary or whatever but I'm like if that really bugged that reviewer like that was that was just, like the the quick thing I was like scanning down I was like eh. until the boyfriend shows up yeah and it gets a little bit better but yeah there's a good twenty minutes of them yelling each other's name out where are you Steve where, I, th- I think where are it you? has a bit of the problem that a lot of kingies have where they he, they take a short story and they stretch it out to a full length mm. film mm-hmm. where they have to like amp 
everything up by the end to kind of like, or like and, stre- and stretch it out and stretch right? it out like, and yeah. so and like a thin story or like Stephen King has I think he makes good good short stories you know and mm-hmm. if it's like exactly made it feels thin and stretched out when you get to a big movie yeah and this felt thin and stretched out to me that was like yeah. there, there was the creep they, show they, thing they they took yeah. a short a Stephen King short story and turned it into a creep show vignette it's 20 minutes and you're like perfect exactly yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, like in the, those first like 20-25 minutes they could have done a little more like isolation, desolation, like pure panic rather than just always trying to yell at each other. Totally. Like just some quiet scenes, like like sitting down cross-legged and just breathing. Like Like you get like, I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, but I'm like, I'm already saying that there's a pretty quick fix, which is for the first 20 minutes, they can't hear each other. So you have like 10 seconds of them yelling, no response. And then they get quiet and then they can have their own little journey and then they can start hearing each other, and then you can get to the yelling. You know what I mean? Like there's like, there's ways around that you know what i mean like where you're just sort of like john john and nothing and then you can have a little bit of isolationism totally. and then... i thought patrick wilson felt a little forced i usually like him and he he was did like did you see bone tomahawk yeah he was great in that eh? he was great in that yeah yeah he so was did... such a good character he shows up he gets fucked up and then he just he's in terrible pain for the whole movie <laughs> so sorry buddy <laughs> so does it so yeah. i mean does there is there a point does it deliver is it like Without getting into spoilers, it's hard to get into it. But it is kind of a Lovecraftian, very much creepy, yeah, I mean, supernatural, yeah. and actual supernatural yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. And it kind of resolves itself, I would say, better than a standard Stephen King ending. It doesn't just kind of like... I didn't like the ending at all. But at least there was like a reason to that ending, and it wasn't a... Something comes out of nowhere... And now it's fixed. Ending. Maybe. You know, it wasn't like God releases the atom bomb to fix the stand. Right, right. Like, kind of pushed its way through. Okay. And, and Do you, Is this worth rating? Is it, I mean, it, yeah, it's a good... It seems lukewarm. It, it's definitely lukewarm. But, <clears throat> but it's, like a, it's like a fine horror movie that's, like, definitely not a slasher. You know, it's it's in a weird Lovecraftian supernatural mm-hmm. space that's that is cool. might be fun to not, have a night with. Not gory, not. But it definitely not is, squeamish. Is a flawed little beast. So, but there's some parts there that are nice and and creepy, like when. Is it when better, you first find the bodies? I was like, Ooh, better yeah, or worse that's than cool. Chappie. Well, I, I think it was better than Chappie. Yeah, it's better word than the Lost World. But I really did not like Chappie. I did like Chappie, but. Chappie had similar Was flaws. Was it better to... than The Lost World, Jurassic Park? Mm. Dra- that's Directly two? above Chappie. No, no, Lost World is what, Jurassic Park 2? Two? Two. Yeah. I, yes. didn't, I don't remember Yes, that it's better than Jurassic Park 2. That's better the one than Harry the... Potter and the Goblet of Fire. No. Didn't see it. No, okay. it's not better than Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. There we go. Goblet is great. Zeroed in. I zeroed in on a very close to where I think it goes without having seen it, just based on what you said. Yeah, no, that's a perfect. great fit for it. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel very comfortable with that. I like how it's also safely below Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage. That movie was stupid fun, and I stand by my review of it. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. just What's just underneath this one again? Uh, so just underneath Lost World, Jurassic, Lost World. The Lost World. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, ranked. It, yeah, and above. Uh, yeah, below Harry Potter, above Lost World. Mm. Oddly comparable because Jurassic Park: The Lost World also has kind of a nebulous ending with the yeah. T Rex running around. Was it San Diego? If we're going to talk about movies that I that are like currenty, uh-huh. I uh, just watched the Lego Movie Two. Huh, Lego good. Movie Two, the second part. 
Okay. Have you watched the Lego movie? I watched the first one, and it yeah. was delightful. And Way the, more delightful than you would expect. And the second one delivers an exactly that. Like, so you know the... Um, so the, you know the first one, the, 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 the core adventure of it is like you get craggled and frozen into place and then you find out that it's just because like the Will Ferrell dad character is like an obsessive Lego yeah. man who just like positions his little guys and then crazy glues them in place and, and leaves they, them there forever and then leaves them there forever and that is how he plays and then like the adventure is basically like his son playing where he shouldn't be and then they learn a lesson so this is uh, they take that and if you remember when they were like oh but now that you're allowed to play down here at the end of the first film right. you have to play with your sister and then there's like we are Duplo we're here and the Duplo monsters just like kind of come so mm-hmm. it's five years after that okay and now it's about like the adventures is like People head off, like Lego people head off to like the Sistar system and never return. And then if ever they do talk to someone who's in the Sistar system, they're like, yeah, it's great. Like, I don't want to be in Bricksburg anymore. Like, it's like the best. Like, everybody's like just parties. Like, there's no rules. It's just like all fun and all that. And they're like, they're brainwashed. It must be evil. But it's just because like the sun has grown up and is now playing like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max version of Lego where everything is grim and right. he makes Apocalypseburg and whatever and every like and all that stuff and the younger sister is doing the more fun anything goes kind of right, play right, right. but it's still set as a like uh you know like a horrible like this must be evil like people are going away and coming back and not wanting to come home and mm-hmm. stuff like that you know like so they take the the um the sibling of like being the older brother who's like my Legos are mine yeah. And the little sister being like, I play with them in a much more like fun and loose way, and then and then turning. The, the, it into- the real question is: Is the writing of the same quality as the yeah? First oh, one? for sure. Like it's, the, like it's, the- it's it's hilarious. Batman is great. Will yeah. is amazing. Yeah. The music is insane. Jean yeah. Lajoie wrote uh, a bunch of the original music performed yeah. by. There's like huh. the closing credit song is written by Jean Lajoie. Well, at least has songwriting has a songwriting credit on it. Performed by pop singer Robin, The Lonely Island, and Beck. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> That's a weird coupling. Yeah, exactly. It's somehow very appropriate for Yeah, Lego. exactly. That's and it's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like super fun. Wow. It's like Beck singing like a chorus with like Robin kind of like singing over top of it. And then The Lonely Island rapping about how cool credits are. <laughs> and how, the, how they, will, like, they will show up 90 minutes late to a movie just to get to the good part. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... Again, I don't necessarily want to get into Lego spoilers since yeah, I feel yeah. that, especially if you guys have seen the first two. Like we have Lego Batman ranked pretty already pre- ranked pretty high, and I find Lego Batman is the worst of the three, and I still really enjoyed sure. it. But like, did you see Lego Batman? I did. Two? I, I didn't see Lego Movie Two. I saw Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. Had issues with it. With the first one or with the, the Batman first one? one? Really? Yeah. What's sucked? Fine. Really? I mean, it didn't like get real. Like I don't know. It got me in my like like. 80, it really did. Eighty Spaceman is so fun. There's Batman is so fun. So good. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I've, I felt a lot of it felt heavy-handed and forced. Hmm. It is a kids' film. Yeah, it's, it's true. But yeah. there's a lot of kids' films that I I watch that don't. Sure, I I can decide have that. I just I really I like the I like the action sequences I like the animation I like the um the the way that everything is like in Lego verse like it's mm-hmm. how everything is like when things I, explode I, like psh, like a little the, like shower of pieces the, and stuff the, the, the design the design and the the technical achievement I both very very liked yeah um, kind of disappointed that it spawned all the stuff that it did which was 
Lego Batman? Lego Batman. Lego Batman, uh, Ninjago, uh, oh, yeah. Chima. Uh, hey, did, you want, how was the, did you watch the Ninjago one? Yeah. Because that also had like a kind of an all-star cast. God, the cartoon was so much better than the movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, significantly, outrageously, and the movie straight up says, in the course of the movie, like, we understand this is different than the cartoon, but fuck it. It's about toys. And they tell you that in the movie. You're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess because like, the, the Ninjago cartoon exists fully in verse, right? It didn't yeah. do the, like, the the meta, like, that the label Yeah, there's does, no meta. And, like, the, and the, the Ninjago movie does do the meta. Yeah. Which it starts weird. off with Jackie Chan handing a kid a Lego ninja. Yeah. Which is weird because the Lego Batman doesn't do the meta. Right. It's still Batman. <laughs> like, it's the same Batman. Yeah. What else? Nexo Knights. Yeah. That's another one that's a, a series. Like, there's a lot of it. And I'm like, I I get that you built the sandbox, but yeah. you're throwing a lot of sand around. Oh, it's also a suit. There's, and there's also, there's so many, like, like nudge, nudge, like, heat jokes or whatever else like that. Because, like, there's, um, there was Aquaman. I, Aquaman was in Lego Movie 1 as yeah. part of, like, the JLA. But then when they send the JLA to go on a mission in Lego Movie 2, and you're like, Aquaman's like, I'm ready. And then, like, the, the Jason Momoa Lego Aquaman's like, Boom! And just like pushes them out of the way. <laughs> it's just sort of like Aquaman reporting for duty, and it's like, and they're like, we're all here, and it's like they fly away, and there's like other Aquaman's like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh man, it's great. Oh, there's like, I a... mean, Ninja Go. If you haven't seen the TV series, if it was not animated as Lego figures, yeah, would be up there with Avatar. Oh, as, wow. as terms of people, that story is crazy and hmm. and intense, and just it's weird that they made it a lego movie so there's a sad down moment in lego movie 2 where they sing like a sad reprise of everything's mm-hmm. awesome but it's like everything's not awesome and then like one of the uh benny the spaceman he's like i think i finally understand radiohead <laughs> and then batman's like you should really check out elliot smith <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa! I was like, no child should Google Elliot Smith. <laughs> like, I was like, why are you it's dropping amazing. Elliot Smith's name in a children's movie? He stabbed himself to death. Huh? In the heart. In the heart. He stabbed, he stabbed himself, himself in, the in the heart. Repeatedly. After <laughs> doing lots of heroin. But Batman, I was like, like stuff like, I was like dying. I was like, like the Radiohead joke, like made me laugh because I was like, eh, like it's funny. Like I think yeah. I get Radiohead. Batman one ups to you should really check out Elliot Smith. I was like, whoa, so and I was like, that's the, kicking like, things up a notch. Yeah, exactly. That's it. The um, the Batman Lego movie is, is seventy four. Yeah, seventy five. Yeah, like I said, I would, I would go above. Yep. Not much more because like movies get good. The Mighty Ducks above seventy one, and then, like that's kind of where I see it is potentially beneath the Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. That's where above I, Pacific Rim and Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then like like it could I could maybe argue that it would go a little bit higher, but I'm like it's the movie I can not I see it not getting past is Baby Driver, and that's only like five six up. So, God damn, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, Baby Driver, things get good real yep. fast. Yep. We need to the lower... Why is Top Gun on top of Baby Driver? I mean, because Top Gun is, deserves to be on top of Baby Driver. You guys. So yeah. guys. Top Gun it really so, does. Top Gun is so great. Ready Player One. The, the, the antagonist is better. The love interest is better. The soundtrack is better. What? Top Gun. Whoa. The soundtrack is better than Baby Driver? I was uh, the Baby Driver soundtrack. Baby Driver soundtrack is amazing, but it 
does not have Danger Zone on it. Does it have a Run the Jewels song on it? Sure, yeah, love it. Yeah. Danger Zone. But it, and really? it, not just, does not it just have Danger Zone. by John Spencer Blues Explosion? Bell Bottoms. Eh? No, I, I agree. <laughs> the soundtrack to Baby Driver <laughs> yeah, I is get outstanding. It. It's top tier. It's elite level. Yeah. It, it's, it's right, not but Danger I'm just saying, Zone. but it doesn't have Danger Zone. So, but like, it's the question of, would 10 John Cena's be able to kill a gorilla? Right, because there's only Danger Zone. Danger Zone is the only it. Take my breath away. I could take it or leave it. Playing take with the boys. Take my breath away is a great song. Playing with the boys. That's Navy Seals. No, playing with it's. Oh, that's the volleyball scene. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Don't. It's all, more logins. Yeah, they're all good. I'm just saying, but like the volume and nonstop goodness of the Baby Driver soundtrack, I would probably take it over the top. Nah, that gorilla is is outstanding. I don't know. It's it's not just a regular gorilla. That's a motherfucking silverback. Right. I always mm-hmm. think that that argument is it depends whether or not the John Cena's fear for their like lives or not, or if they have a collective mind and can deal with loss of John Cena. Mm. I think that the ten, the 10 John Cena's could take out a gorilla if one of them was willing to sacrifice himself. Possibly more than one. Yeah. <laughs> like if possibly like more than one of them could go into like just like self-sacrifice mode. And my entire job is to just like wrap my John Cena body around a single limb and probably get my head punched and ripped off and whatever, yeah. like in the process If multiple John Cena's could, there's still six more with one on each limb. You know? Yeah. You know, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Then you have six John Cena's with like other John Cena's getting murdered while they're hanging on. Yeah. I feel the second that one of them begins to make sweet, sweet love to that gorilla. The rest of the John Cena's are really going to hold up for a second. That's going to give the gorilla the advantage. I mean, all he needs to do is drop the five knuckle shuffle and he's out. Like, that's it. Just bang. You know, gorillas have uh, penises like the size of your pinky? Nice. I, I didn't say it would be satisfying for John Cena. So, I anyway. I, 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 I had no, you know, expectation about where that thing was going. Speaking of John Cena. Yep. And pro wrestling news. Oh boy, you can't we see me. We made me <laughs> watch No Holds Barred. Uh-huh. The first ever WWE production. I found out. Yep. It was the first time that WWE uh, and uh, did so badly that they did not make any more movies for like 14 years. Really? Yeah, yeah. They made it. I think this was 89, and then they, there was 2003 or 2002 or whatever when they made Scorpion King. That was a... Mm-hmm. Really? It was the... They, they had the license or whatever, but it was a WWE production presents huh. the Scorpion King. It was actually kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should King. have been way more Scorpion King movies that starred The Rock and not those other people that yeah. were in the sequels. Agreed. Uh, so this movie is about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you think if you watch the trailer, if you like listen last week and you watch the trailer, you think it's about like Hulk Hogan uh, who has to like fight Zeus, who's like a, a big bad guy or whatever, but I will tell you that Hulk Hogan only like Zeus does show up relatively early, but Hulk Hogan only takes the fight the fight with Zeus. I wrote it down at minute sixty. Oh, okay. There's an, an hour. There's an of hour movie. of movie before he's like, "Yes, I will fight Zeus." <laughs> huh? Oh, wait, no, like... he doesn't actually. No, Zeus challenges him to a fight at minute fifty-five, and then. So it's like character development? That's so, what? no, no, no. The match is made at minute 70. Whew. Yeah, Zeus challenges him at fi- minute 55, and then he accepts the match only 15 minutes later. Right. Uh, and yeah. then there's a training montage? No, he's ready. 
<laughs> He's so ready for Zeus. What? Okay. He can't be ready for Zeus. You don't even know how ready he is. I'll get to why okay, he so the, Yeah, but there's 60, 70 minutes of character development before the fight. Right. Plenty of training montages. Not even. No, man. He just starts off as the champion. Okay. Um, That's the kind of hero character arch here for. Fuck off, little thing. Okay. It's, so, like, it's like the Rocky character when you start He shows up as the best in the world and then challenges Apollo Creed to, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. Hulk Hogan does not lose any fights in this movie. Don't. He doesn't have to, like, lose his fight and find his way. He doesn't lose any fights in the film. Okay. <laughs> so his arc is, I'm the best, to see? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. That's, so, that's challenging your audience. You know? So it starts off, there's, like, there's so many things. So first of all, WWE logo points up, flags up, which I'm okay. sure it also didn't appear in the, in the, the theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So there's like WWE Studios is the first thing you see, and then it fades. And then the second thing you see, which I believe if you were to go see the theatrical release, it would be the first thing you see, Okay. right? Because it's like that WWE Studios didn't really exist. It was like as a thing. Call it just scene. says Hulk Hogan in uh-huh. the first thing you see, like before any like studio, before any other like mention Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan's name, and then he get he gets introduced as the WWF heavyweight champion, but there's no WWF stars in this film at all, other than Hulk Hogan. So he's like that's, w- that's classic Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> the only person in there is Stan Hansen, who like you can kind of recognize. Oh no, and he fights um, he fights Jake Bullet, who is. One of the guys from Demolition. <laughs> but then the only other recognizable wrestler who kind of shows up is, is Stan Hansen, who was never a WWE dude, like, really, Actually, right? Maybe the Blackjacks might have shown up a little bit in mm-hmm. the late 80s. Uh, his name is Rip Thompson, mm-hmm. I want to say. He makes it to the – when he makes his way to the ring, he's like, rip him up, going to rip him, man, ripper, ripper. His uh, signature hand signal is the hang loose. Like the the, the the like like the devil horns with the thumb out. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah and he like he flexes and does does the, the, does the hang loose. Okay. He comes out to a song that is almost real American. <laughs> <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> um also a recurrent so they're watching this and he he fights up this guy, Jack Jake Bullet, whatever, and then it cuts to another board of executives, like twenty executives watching this wrestling match being like we need to, uh, like, this is our problem, is we can't beat this. Like, and it's like, I guess, a rival network or whatever. The ba- Ted Turner. There's an evil exec. Yeah, I guess. But the evil exec is played so much like Vince. Like, it's, 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 it's insane being like, it's... Also, he repeatedly calls him jockass, as though that is an, you know, an insult that anyone has used ever in the history. Like, all the time, he's like, I want that jockass on this network. And then, like, later in the denouement of the film, he's like... You're just a, you're just a jockass, and like repeatedly, I was like, "Is this a phrase I never?" Maybe he was trying to make it a heard? thing. Um, so when Rip wrestles, he's so amazing that other networks lose ratings. Mm-hmm. Like you can't beat Rip wrestling on television. Uh, in 1989. In 1989. Mm. There's All so right. much stupidity when they're in the board of directors. Like the, they're in the exec board, and he's like, "What can we do? What can we do? Like what? What? Um, like like what? Like ideas? Give me ideas!" And like a woman's like, "I don't know. Like game shows do well." And he like gets up, gets in her face, and goes, "Take a leak," and then points at the door. <laughs> and like that's how he like ejects her from the board meeting. And I was like, "Bold!" <laughs> 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 like just go piss. 
Uh, and then they're like, he wants, they're like, they're like, oh, how, they're like, why can't we just buy Rip, Rip and whatever? He's like, well, he has like a contract with, uh, so they say WWF once, but he's like, he has a contract and he's just sort of like, he's like, he's like, whatever, like, I'll give him a bigger contract. They're meant to be broken, broken. He was just sort of like, but his word is his bond. Which just cracked me up because the, <laughs> then Hogan went to WCW like what two years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man. So yeah, he offers exact evil like exact offers him a blank check, calls him jockass again. Rip takes the check, looks at it, and then shoves it in the guy's mouth, and then says, "I won't be around when this check clears," which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, because he's gonna. That's poop pretty badass. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. Um. The the exec guy sends some like goons after him. Uh, he, as, as you do. Something I also need to mention is all of the fighting is wrestling fighting. It's not actually movie fighting, so none of it's very good. Like it's fine for wrestling, but it's like not to like movie action scene par. Like it's a right. lot of like like arm like headlocks, head, headlocks, and then like like Irish whips into a wall and then, like whatever. Like it's, <laughs> it's just like you're like this is not how anyone fights in life. So I, I'm wondering. I'm like did they. I was like, did they choreograph any of this, or did they just get like, God, oh, just let him go for like five minutes and then throw him through the windshield? And like, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know, sure. like, who was the director? Did, did you I say did not right? notice? That's, um, so yeah, the fights are all slow and full of awful style. Yeah. At one point, he grabs a bad guy and like hold pulls him, does like the whole like pulls him up off the ground or whatever, and then the back of the guy's pants become like wet, like he pooped himself. But like, but like, looks like pee, but coming out the back. So like, Whoa. one can only assume diarrhea. Sure. Um, and then like, Hogan is like growling and gnashing his teeth, and then uh-huh. says like, "What's that smell?" And the guy goes, like, sniveling, goes, yeah. End of scene. <laughs> great. You know. Great. Great. It's so weird. Uh, Rip has a whole entire board of people. To himself, like not representing WWF, but like representing his brand, which I feel is probably Hogan had, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, really? When did he let those people go? Mm. So the director, Thomas J. Wright, also directed uh, such films as Firefly and Taken huh. and The X-Files. He did it. Yeah. Max Wow. Hedrum. So I mean, he, what, yeah. what did he direct before this? Um, Max Hedrum. Mm-hmm. 1987, a twi- Twilight Zone. 1986. I don't know if that was the movie or if that was I the think that's uh, TV show. TV show. Yeah. And Torchlight. Hmm. I mean, he was, I'm glad that he took his got his career up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, he kept going after this. So this this did not uh, stop him at all. Yep. Uh, so anyway, so there's a new. But member. you sound like you're kind of enjoying this. Like I'm it's enjoying just it so much. It's great. Craziness. Yeah. So uh, he he the new member of his team is like this uh, account manager lady who's like trying to like pitch like his brandability and all that stuff, and he yeah. just like checks out and he, like and literally checks out and checks her out for a little while, and then I, I, what does he say? He was just sort of like he's like the only thing I care about is charity, so why don't you put that into your brief? Okay. And I was wow. like, are you putting her down for? not supporting charity or are you coming on to her why not both because now they have a dinner date at a fancy french restaurant uh-huh. and twist like hulk hogan can actually speak french and he goes here all the time so he's not you know does the, he speak shitty french yes, or does he, he? Shitty french. great oh, great <laughs> i love it um so anyways another evil exec needs to figure out how to uh combat this so he just goes to a weird biker bar which features uh an uncredited peter dinklage in a cage who just like 
is hung above the wrestling area and just like bangs on the cage a lot. Actual Peter Dinklage. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so it's like this crazy like biker bar situation, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna film these guys." And Emmy, Emmy award winning, Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be weird to have like an actual actor. <laughs> well, it was '89. I mean, also you, know? you like, I was sure, like, but I was, he couldn't. He could act back then too. Like, it's not. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, he, he was he was an actor already. Like, he wanted mm-hmm. to be an actor and being like, "Can you bang on a cage?" Cool, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, but this is like '89. Like he was—I don't think he didn't do much for like another like ten years. He was probably still taking like little person extra work at that point. I'm... It's just his agent had to because be even like Tiptoes was considered to be like one of his like newish performances, and that was yeah, like yeah. late 2000s. Yeah, yeah, Elf was probably his big breakout, right? Yeah, and that was still late '90s, late '90s, early 2000s. <laughs> like exactly, that's it. Like this is like ten years before I think he did anything. Still. Uh, there's a scene where the two of the uh, the execs get so scared in the bathroom they pee on each other. You guys, because while they're peeing, they're like, "What?" and they turn and face each other. Pee. Classic. God it's, damn it, Vince. It's so funny because Vince McMahon is being like, and then they pee on each other. Like I can hear Vince in every single scene <laughs> in my mind. Like everything I've heard about, like how he. A is and B, especially in the eighties, like was. Yeah. Where he just called all the shots and you just did what he said and you're like, All right. Um so <laughs> the the bad guys execs decide to launch Battle of the Tough Guys for T V to run against. That's such a good name. <laughs> Battle of the Tough Guys. <laughs> in the middle of episode one of a tough guy battle a wall just explodes <laughs> and zeus just shows up <laughs> he literally explodes out and then he just like seemingly murders two people on television <laughs> and they're like sign him <laughs> that's his audition move basically yeah exactly that's it he rips a guy's hair off like just like rips a chunk of guy's hair out so week two <laughs> like cut to week two of battle of the tough guys and it's on like ironworks like smelting facility where guys just like like swinging giant wrenches and then i think zeus tries to kill him also so like this is 1989 right Mm -hmm. vince has already come up with wrestlemania pretty good name for a show Mm -hmm. survivor series i Mm -hmm. like it the royal rumble Mm -hmm. alliterative wonderful SummerSlam sounds great not there was no SummerSlam yet this is pre-SummerSlam. The first was SummerSlam, SummerSlam was SummerSlam '89. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. So the first, SummerSlam, got SummerSlam, the in the first works. SummerSlam featured a tie into this film. <laughs> and he comes up with Battle of the Tough Guys. Wait, but remember that's not Vince; it's the bad guy. That's, yeah, but that's the bad guy. Exactly. What is that like? His saying Halloween Havoc is a stupid name. Yes. God damn it. And Starcade is a bad name. Starcade is a great name. Yeah, Starcade is a great name. So is Bash at the Beach. So is Halloween Havoc. So is Great American Bash. Sounds great. great. They're, they're amazing. All, those are all dusty names. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Sorry, John. It's <laughs> okay. It's okay. I knew this was going to happen when we picked so the they go, movie. So they go. So anyway, so now he's traveling. He's on a business trip with the accountant or the account manager or whatever. And this is great. So in, clearly an inspiration for Pulp Fiction. There's a <laughs> diner holdup uh-huh. that happens. Like, so he goes to the – he's like, you got to pick me. Like, let me pick the, the, the restaurant. So it's like, oh, like another French restaurant. He's like, not quite or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he goes – and it's like, oh, it's like a little greasy spoon diner. But he's like, isn't this the best? And it's like delicious. It's like delicious home food or whatever. There's a diner holdup. Uh, Rip stops the armed robbers by throwing some pies and stuff at them and then, like, punches and clotheslines them because, mm-hmm. remember, there's only wrestling. So, like, he still, like, drags them and, like, whoa, and, like, clotheslines a person. It's, like, so weird. Uh, and then, like, throws them, like, picks them up and does a lot of, like, throwing them through. Uh, before, once he's taken them all down, he snaps his fingers and gives his hand signal to the crowd. And everybody, 
And by everybody, I mean a bunch of black people cheer and applaud. And then it like, which I thought was funny because Hulk Hogan, and I was like, they don't know. <laughs> they will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you would not be cheering that man if you knew that Hulk Hogan was a crazy racist. And then there's a slow zoom in on the uh, account manager character doing like uh, a smiling nod, being like, hmm, there's more to this guy than it seems. Because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I guess he helped save diners. I'm so sad that this worked for you. It's so funny. Uh, awkward. It sounds really nonsense. terrible. Yeah. Uh, there's so many shots of his butt wearing tiny underwear. Uh, How are you glossing over this in your critical analysis of this there's film? There's just a lot to get through. <laughs> yeah, because there's like a thing. He like hangs up a blanket between. They're like, oh, there's only one bed in the hotel room. And he's like, I'm going to be a gentleman and all that stuff. And uh, they use that opportunity not to show the sexy lady in silhouette. Oh, no, but you show they her. Show you, it, you, they see, show Hulk Hogan. You see her in, in silhouette. You see her in lingerie, but then you see a lot of Hulk in underwear. Like... Because that's what the audience wanted? I guess. Wow. Uh, when she wakes up, the bed is like bouncing fast. It's like he's jerking off, right, uh-huh. guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she looks, she's like, <gasps> and like gets offended and like looks over on the other side. But he's doing that thing where your legs are up on the bed and he's just doing real fast push-ups. Of like, course he is. Yeah, exactly. On, on the bed? Like his legs are on the bed. Oh, uh, his then hands his, are on the floor. His hands are out. So it's like it's making the bed bounce. Right. You know, like he was, he was jerking. It. Anyway, so she lies down on the bed, and when he lies down, he like plops down on the bed, and like the whole entire bed breaks. And then she like woo, and like falls on top of him, uh, and then he makes a joke or whatever. He was like, "This is why I should have booked the room." And then she gets really mad, and he's like, "Chill out, the bed broke," and then she storms off. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Well, no, I feel like that's fair. She's overreacting. <laughs> it's not his fault, the bed broke. But then the immediate cut is like her now with the evil exec guy being like, I can't do it. Like, he's a good man. I can't take him down. So, like. <laughs> okay, she's not storming out because she's mad at him. She's mad at herself. I guess so. Yeah. But then the evil exec straight up backhands her across the face. That's not very nice. <laughs> cut back to her with, like, a bruised face to. Uh, like with Hulk Hogan, and he's like, "What did they do to you?" And then they laugh and joke a little bit, and now they're kissing. <laughs> and he's also like, not okay. <laughs> it's, it's like I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "You just put like you just put most of your plot into like three minutes of the film." Like, Twist: She's a double agent, but she doesn't work for him anymore. Now she told him everything. That happens in like three minutes, right? Somewhere at minute forty. Uh-huh. Like I was like, "What are you doing?" And he still hasn't fought. Oh yeah, exactly. Zeus right. is just Zeus is just winning battle of the tough guy right. at this point because um, he's the biggest toughest guy. Yeah. Finally, Zeus calls him out on TV, and he's like, "This is a challenge." <laughs> like, so Zeus is played by Tiny Lister, uh-huh. who you uh-huh. might know from movies like uh, The Fifth Element or Friday. Mm-hmm. In The Fifth Element, he plays the president of the universe. Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, big, big, big burly. Dude. Dude with a, a, a blind in one eye kind of yeah. imposing look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has that, a great character in Fifth Element. Yeah, he has the, yeah, the, the president. That's yeah. wonderful casting. Yeah, that's it. There's a lot of zoom ins on his weird dead eye, though. Yep. Yeah, he has like a weird dead eye. That, like, I mean, he's blind in one eye, but he has yeah. like it's it's just like lazy. Like it's mm-hmm. always like pointed inwards. And there's so many. Like Vince is like, put it on camera. <laughs> just like a lot yeah, of zooms well. on that eye. Yeah, it's so weird. Uh, so the account manager gets attacked and like potentially sexually assaulted in a like parking garage. And I was like, oh, maybe this is like the evil exec guy. Like he's like pulling out a shirt, whatever. Rip 
shows up on his motorcycle and is like, I'll get you. And this thing keeps happening. Like, this is like a serious kind of situation, you think. But then he just starts screwing with the guy a lot. Like, he's like, like driving by him and, and laughing, like, ha, 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 ha. And just, like, doing, like, the like evil guy, like, circling on the motorcycle. Hulk. Yeah, Hulk yeah. doing evil guy circling to the guy. And I'm like, yeah, the guy had it coming, but I was like, I feel that you should not just toy with him and you should enact your like Hulk Hogan revenge he just tried to sexually right, assault right. your lady don't be like ha 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 like circling on a motorcycle I'm like this isn't a fun situation for you Hulk yeah exactly like, you should be at least a little dark. emotionally invested in this then he's like yeah. Sam are you okay I hate it when you're hurt or scared <laughs> okay Delivered. Hulk, and like, trying to get sensitive at, at this point I'm also wondering if how much of the lines are ad-libbed <laughs> like I'm like if the fight scenes are made up and then they're sort of like, anyway, and then Hulk just, like, comforts her or whatever, and then uh, that's a wrap. And, like, I don't think people wrote dialogue. So much of the dialogue is so stilted and, like, oh, man. Oh, this is the, one of the, my favorite parts. <laughs> I'm favorite... just trying to picture him cutting a promo as as a sensitive relationship yeah. advance. So the Rip's little brother named Randy, ha, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Randy Savage, less than. Right. Right. Oh man, that's that's on purpose. Hundred percent. There's no reason to name him Randy. <laughs> like, there's that's... no reason. <laughs> Especially since he's the one holding the company together while Hogan's filming this freaking movie. That's so savage. <laughs> Literally, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't even going to stop it, but it's. Oh my god, it's so Hogan. <laughs> it's so it's the most Hogan move I've heard about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so his little brother goes to check out Zeus at another steelworks fight. I guess. And Zeus sees him, he scares him off or whatever, and then the security guard stops him and drags him back to Zeus. The evil exec is just sort of like, look who we found. Guess who this is? And Zeus is like, I don't guess. And I was like, old. <laughs> <laughs> and then the exec's like, who are you? <laughs> he was actually hoping for a guess. Well, he's like, tell him who you are, whatever the, like, whatever this line is. But I just love, he's like, guess who this is? And I just love the instant, I don't guess. I was like, that is... Probably the like the best answer to like that question I've ever seen in a movie. The big <laughs> monster heel guy and the, and the evil execs like, good, fair yeah. enough. Um. Anyway, so Zeus almost kills his little brother. Mm-hmm. There's then like a weird kind of like fun Wait, house. Almost kills. Puts him in a coma. Puts him in a coma. He's like paralyzed. There's a, so, so he beats up a child. Well, no, he's not like a little brother. He's like a. He's led to believe he's maybe like. 19, okay. 20. Okay. Like he's so he a young, beats up a young man. Yeah, beats yeah. up a young man. Like to the point of like paralyzes him so thoroughly that in the climactic final thing, th- the shot of his fingers moving gives Hogan like the energy to, to yeah. Like he, like he paralyzes this yeah. kid. He screws him up real bad. But anyway, so he break, Hogan breaks into like a gym, I guess, and then there's like weird like speakers playing the evil exec's voice and it's just Hogan just running around and kind of again I think just freestyling wrecking stuff like none of it's very well done like he just like awkwardly like pulls at the ring apron and it like rips a little and then he like moves on to a speaker and just kicks it like it's not like a choreographed like trash things scene they're just like I don't know man Hulk's a big guy just wreck some stuff keep the cameras (laughs) hardcore legend Hulk Hogan So Rip's little brother is in the hospital, and he's all like, he's he's unconscious or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, brother, it's me. I'm damn proud of you." Like holding his like comatose hand, and so then the power of Hulk's voice makes him regain consciousness a little mm-hmm. bit, and then Hulk Hogan is like, "I will take the fight." <laughs> Rather than I will call the police because I'm a pro wrestling champion, and this guy 
killed my brother? Yep. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Zeus is getting ready, there is a bit of a montage. Oh, yeah, there is a montage of... There is a montage, not a training montage. It's Rip, and I guess like this is supposed to like tell us like the, the difference of the two guys and who we're supposed to obviously be cheering for, is um, Zeus has a training montage where he's getting ready for the fight, but Rip's training montage is actually rehabilitating his brother. Right. You know, like... In that the- seems... It seems risky. This guy's a big, strong guy. He's got to fight. He should probably hit the gym a little bit. Sure. Um, when Zeus is training, this is also something that I had to write down. I had like I, I listened to it. It's the evil exec guy, like on repeat, like a video of him playing this on repeat, so that Zeus can get riled up. And he says, "Rip says death is too good for you. The worms are too good for you. The maggots will gag on your rotten flesh." And I was like, "Whoa, that doesn't Rip? sound like Rip." Rip said that. And he's like, ah, like on like an extra cycle, and I'm like, what is, that? like, what a weird thing to include that you're like, it's your the exec guy saying that Rip said this to you, and like not in character at all. Anyway, it's great. Uh, is it though? Yeah, it's perfect. The execs kidnap Samantha before the big fight. Uh, make it look good for ten minutes before you go down because we have your girlfriend. Uh, so the tagline for this movie is like. No ring, no rules, no holds barred. Mm-hmm. But the last fight, whereas Zeus's fights previously did not occur in a ring, the last fight does occur in a ring, but is no holds barred. But it says no ring on the <laughs> tagline. But it's also a six-sided TNA ring. What? Why? I don't know. Why on earth would that happen? <laughs> I was like, it mu- the only thing I could think of is AAA, because they had it before TNA. I was like... Yeah, but why would... WWF promote that as the be-all and all of wrestling in a movie they're making. I don't know. Why would they put a six-sided ring? Um, so then, then, this, then I started to have wrestling mark questions. So he comes out wearing the, uh, the, the Goldwing Eagle belt because he's still WWF champion. Also ridiculous. Also insane. But then I'm like, but hang on. But this is an event set up by the evil executive. And I was like, now I was like, immersion ruined. I was like, Vince doesn't let, like top-tier talent wrestle on another network for another wrestling company? Because <laughs> that's what's he, happening in the finale. But he does let Ric Flair come in with the big gold belt. Yeah, but that's different. You know, but I'm like, there's no way Vince would let a like, WWE man wear the belt to another wrestling promotion on a fan- sanctioned fight on another network. doesn't make any sense. Uh, Unless he was guaranteed the win. He would probably do that with WCW. Oh, uh, so anyway, so they keep fighting, and they're, they're just, like, smashing each other and all that stuff. Uh, one thing, Zeus, at one point, it rips off the, like, the, the, some of the ropes have fallen, and he ri- rips up the, um, the, what do you call it, the ring post, and, like, uses it as a weapon. And I'm like, I'm surprised I haven't seen that. Like, I'm surprised that hasn't been a Braun Strowman spot, you know? That's, that's a big, heavy... Steel post, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, that's a good spot. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, that. I was like, I'm surprised I genuinely have not seen that as a wrestling fan. Um, so anyway, so they they keep fighting, blah 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 blah. The trainer taunts him. Uh, Rick start, Rip starts no selling, obviously, because he needs to talk up. <laughs> so at it's at a magic point in time, punches stop hurting him. Uh, at multiple points in time. Zeus turns his back on Hogan and is like, ah, I just screams to the crowd. And both times, Hogan takes advantage. And I'm like, stop doing it, Zeus. And now this is the finale. So the finale is um, the evil exec. So they they brawl out of the ring. 
up to the broadcast area where the evil exec is surrounded by like a bunch of monitors and whatever. Uh, the evil exec starts being like so mad, he starts like ripping at the monitors and like showering wires and sparks and stuff. Uh, and then Rip uh, does like a running axe handle and knocks Zeus off the balcony, but then through the ring. So he flies off the balcony, hits the ring, and crashes through the ring. Classic Undertaker spot. Off the balcony? Like, anyway, I'm pretty sure that's sure. a murder, though. Like, yeah. And if that's not a murder, um, he then turns his sight on the evil exec, who just starts screaming jockass at him again. Uh-huh. And then, like, he's like... Did hey. they really think, like, the bad part of jackass was Jack? And they changed it? Maybe. Anyway, so, like, Zeus is like... Not Zeus. Hogan, like, uh, comes towards the guy... And then he backs up in fear, but then backs into the sparking television array and, like, electrocutes himself and, like, explodes and whatever. Wait, explodes? Yeah, it's technically a a murder. Like, exploding. Probably manslaughter. Right? I mean, like, he's like, you did, Criminal endangerment at the very least. Either way, the crowd cheers wildly. Like, and I'm just sort of like, I'm pretty sure we just watched two guys die. Like, I mean, Zeus may be just paralyzed. Like, if you're going to believe... Like, this is an existing in kayfabe reality. Getting thrown off of a balcony through the ring. Gotta mm-hmm. lose them all. Uh, yeah, like, you're like, yeah, someone's de- definitely dead. But then if that doesn't scare you a little bit, someone definitely exploded and died in that electrical fire. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the crowd cheers wildly. He gives the hangs to the camera roll credits. That's it. The end. That's Wow. <laughs> Wait, wait. There's also an epilogue to this, John. Is there? Yeah. Well, SummerSlam '89. Well, even before that, but they did a pay-per-view. They did a special. Pay- well, after that, they had a blow-off, right? So they introduced Tiny Lister as Zeus. Yep. The into character WWE, from the movie. Uh, like kayfabe, because he's not happy with the way the movie portrays him. Huh. And then they have like a series of matches. Including when they put the movie out on, because movies used to come out on pay per view, mm-hmm. they would ha- they had a special pay per view release post SummerSlam, like in the fall or whatever, of the No Holds Barred, the match, the movie. <laughs> so because the SummerSlam I think was the start of the feud, and they had three matches I think. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they, they brought they... the character from the movie, like last action hero style, mm-hmm. coming through the screen. <laughs> Into, into yeah. the real world they of the WWF. They were sell seats to that movie, you know? Yep. That's, it's so weird. You'll have to remember that Tiny Lister at no point was a professional wrestler. That's true. He right. was an actor. Yeah, but I mean, big men don't really need to... As long as you can pick people up. He's very big. He's very big. Like, yes. and then, I mean, even in the movie, he just says, like... He, I mean, he just... Hogan's not a great wrestler. Like, who are Hogan is not a great wrestler. <laughs> no. Hogan is not a fantastic wrestler. It's but odd yeah. to say that he gets over on charisma. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, this movie is just like a complete like. So, and I took more notes than this. Yeah, <laughs> I like skimmed. This is like every scene is what am I watching? But it always delivers something completely insane that like has me like okay, I will watch more of this. Like, and as I was saying, I was like, it's a, it's a certainly a challenge to rank. It I, sounds like it was kind of fun in a trauma kind of way. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. That that know? that's like yeah. My thinking as well. The I was thinking around Crush Groovish. That high. It's so funny though. Like and but that's wrestling 
like a wrestling fan watching this movie. Would put it it, it sounds like, like, you know what it sounds like to me? Samurai Cop. Did we rank Samurai Cop? We have not ranked no. Samurai Cop, but that seems like the type of movie you just watched. We were like, why did they do this? There's no rhyme or reason. Like, so the thing is, that's it. Like, the movies beneath this are movies that made me mad. Mm-hmm. Like, in this movie, never, in even, even like, Return to Duke Nukem, like, Return to Nukem High Volume 1 was, like, too much. Like, you know, it was just screaming. This was still trying to be a movie. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Uh, so you're thinking in the Crush Groove area. I'm thinking in the Crush Groove area. Like, as a wrestling fan, like I said, I yeah. mean, like, I'm sure you would, like, you would probably put it down into that trauma area. Right. area. Right, but right, there's, right. like, a lot of, like, wrestling stuff that just watching Hulk Hogan go through the motions and all of, these, all of this insanity is. Because that's way above Hellboy. You said Hellboy was bad. It was bad. I'm just, this this does know. not sound great. Yeah, I'm just letting you feel it out. This does not sound great, but it's entertaining. Like that, that, and that's why I said I'm, I'm, I'm willing yeah, to go. Like, I'm willing to go lower. Further down is like Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. See, but again, that made me mad. A lot Garbage of Pale Kids, Baywatch, also starring The Rock. Mm. Maybe you could go lower. Let's see. Goon: The Last of the Enforcers is down there. Mortikai. Uh, boy like and his dog, which was pretty good. You really like turfed boy and his dog. What? I really liked it. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it did so low. Like, look what it's in. I know. It's because it's not great. It's know, just it was not great. But there's there's stuff around there it, that's okay. good. Like Power Rangers was fine and not great. It was I fun, would say but not potentially. Good. Like you're saying, is better than Dune. Below <clears throat> Legend, I think maybe. Hang on, I'm seeing if I because I can't go below Star Wars Episode One. I would ten times out of ten. Watch this movie before watching Star Wars Episode One. Mm-hmm. Wow, Dude, it's man, that, that like an awful it's, movie. So and it, it's it's and like I said, I, I'm interested if if John was interested in watching it, like just as a non wrestling fan. It's because like it's everything is awful, but all of the scenes happen so quickly, and there's something to be like what mm-hmm. every single scene, right? You know, like and that's it's such a it's a weird thing to be like I'm not watching a good movie, but I like. Every scene engages me on, like, some stupid nonsense level huh. of, like, what is even happening here. Okay. It's, like, a very weird... Like, you're never bored. Like, in a... Like... Mm-hmm. You're watching trash. Okay. So, would you put this above Star Wars Episode One and below Dune? I could, I could put it below... Yeah. I think that seems right. I'm looking... How do you feel about that? That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't have a great love affection with Dune. I don't either. Because, yeah, like, above that is, like... Because even then, like, you even said, like, another wolf cop. You said there was part that drags. Like, nothing drags in this movie. Nothing. I mean, there's... Yeah, no, it doesn't sound like there's time for that. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's just, like, you're like, what? What? Like, I didn't, like... It's... It just, it happens that, like... All the movie, all the scenes are so quick. There's just people speaking and acting like no one has ever spoken and acted in history. <laughs> like... It's super weird. Yeah, cool. it's crazy, guys. Like I, and thank you for making me rewatch it. Like I said, I think I watched it at a certain point as a kid. And I'm so sad. I wish you'd gone with the other one. The other one was like a trash bin fire, yeah. though. That looked real yeah. bad. This was like, True. Th- yeah. I guess I can recommend this to anyone. Like this is if you want to watch like a so bad it's good movie. It's like a very good so bad it's good movie because it's not boring because mm-hmm. that's always like the, the trap right is that you're like this is going to be so awful we're going to watch it late night movie and and then it's not even fun and then it's yeah. just like a drag like every scene is like 
two to three minutes. Like I just said, like the main plot, like the entire, like the the betrayal redemption of the account manager character happens in three minutes. Like, right. oh, turns out she's working for the bad guy. Turns out she's not anymore. Turns out he loves her. You're like, whoa. Yeah. A plus, guys. Who's up next? Tragedy. Is it John or I think Scott? It's John O's up yeah. next. Are you I guess, sure? I guess you guys haven't. No, it's you. Is it? Yeah, because you got out of you screwed up the order because you had to watch Bucky Larson. Bucky, Lar- Bucky Larson, and it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah we don't. Have, I think we don't have anything quite ready for you. No, definitely not. Oh darn. Darn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched the Justice League movie. It came. Out, it showed up on Netflix. Yeah, but and why? I felt a little like I like I should do it because I read all the Justice League paperbacks when we were right. living together. Remember those, you, those I Grant Morrison. JLA, yeah, aka the the greatest run of JLA, JLA of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, and it's like out of control. Every one of them, and more and more out of control, the one after the next. Maybe you know they captured some of that magic. Oh my God, was that a bad movie? Can you imagine? It was. Can you so imagine bad. having access to all of those comic books? And that's what you went with, Steppenwolf. <laughs> well, Steppenwolf. Someone, someone. I just saw a review of, um, not a review, but like a Facebook review of like Joker or whatever, and did a couple couple of things where he's like, there's still pulling from like the greats right like it's like like all the best stuff hap like for joker stories and whatever uh happened with the why not grant morrison killing joke alan grant and yeah exactly norm brayfogel and alan moore yeah exactly that's it uh, like alan moore and then uh, dark knight returns is uh frank miller, frank miller. And- like but you're just sort of like yeah you those, you know, why like Joker is like beloved? It's because like there were really good comics that they pulled, not necessarily storylines out of, but like certainly things out of mm-hmm. that exists for JLA. There's good JLA. They're like, no, there's, there's <laughs> not just good JLA. There's ten years of good JLA in a row. Yeah. Was it just me, or was the CG of such of like abysmal quality? It was unbelievably bad. It looked like a like a. Saturday they had to bring cartoon. back um, the guy who played Superman, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, for reshoots. And he refused to shave off well, his mustache. Well, not he mustache. refused. He had a he contract. He was contractually obligated yeah. to not shave his mustache. So they had to CG it. Yeah. It looked terrible. Yeah. Like, it looked bad. But I mean, but there's like, uh, a, a, like a strong DC tradition of crappy mustache cover-ups, right? Like Cesar yeah, Romero. Yeah, yeah Cesar like, Romero. No, I will not shave my mustache. I'll uh-huh. put the makeup into my mustache. <laughs> As a kid, that blew my mind. I'm like, why is his just, lip so weird? Just, you saw the movie very recently. Yeah. In in two sentences, describe the plot. I don't know. There's like a Steppenwolf monster, and they have to punch him. And then Superman's dead at the start, and they got to bring him back to life. Right? That was it. That's but, but, what? But, like, what, what were the boxes? Oh, yeah. You had to get a bunch of boxes. To, why? To, like... Who cares? Where did they come from? Think about this as like a movie targeted. For, Why does anyone for want ten year olds? But right? it's not just movie targeted ten year olds. The weirdest part about it, right, is this movie is like, this is our Avengers. Like that's the other thing too is you have to hold it up against Avengers, Avengers yeah. which has been like home running them nonstop, and you're like, your movie needs to be like at least as good as Age of Ultron. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. bare minimum. This is your, like, entry point. You need to be as good as the worst Avengers movie. And it's not as good as Dark Phoenix. Yeah. And uh. it's not as good as uh, Days of Future Past. Because there's that scene where the Flash runs around and everything is slow motion. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, Quicksilver did that. A couple of years ago, huh? And way better. Yep. That scene's so good. That scene is so good. And the Flash scene in Justice League where he pushes the sword to Wonder Woman and, like, runs yep. around and tops a bunch of parademons. It's garbage. It, it is unbelievable how much of a ripoff that was. You know, it's even like a circular room that yep. he can run around on the walls. Every every part of it. 
Do we already rank this? Or oh yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to add to this. Everybody's yeah. bitched about this movie since it came out. It's just but it's when, you, when we talked about shared universe, did you hear the and and like Zack Snyder and um, Joss Whedon? Can you imagine two people more different working on the same script, like mm-hmm. the same movie? Like oh my god, that's what I found was shocking. That it was like visually apparently kind of a hot mess too. Yes, which yeah. is like because I was like because both of them I feel that can nail visuals. You know what I mean? I, I, what, it, what it looked like was that they had changed things so many times. Eventually, they got to a point where they're just like, we can't finish these scenes. Like, they looked so bad that the mm. scene, it looked like the scenes were unfinished. It looked like something from, like, a, like a World of Warcraft video game. Like and a then, spec demo or whatever. Yeah, and the game. monster shows up. Rawr, he's got a big hammer. Rawr, give me those cubes. I'm going to squeeze the cubes you together. Imagine, like, it's like, this, and this is a fucking DC <laughs> flagship movie. I'm, imagine being in the room saying, this is the, this is the tent pole. This yeah. is what we're going to hang our hats on for the next 10 years. All right, who's the bad guy? Like Steppenwolf. Like you don't even you don't even swing for the fences. Do you think that they It's not had... it's not the Injustice Gang or it's not you know the Legion of Supervillains. It's it's not Darkseid. Yeah, it's like it's not even Darkseid. It's not yeah, but you, you, fucking... don't, you don't think there this is my imagining is that there's somebody who actually was a DC comics buff who was like wanting to pick somebody unusual. Think that's and they possible? picked Darkseid's henchman Steppenwolf like to, to build towards Darkseid? But no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Justice League is the temple. Like, right. All all other things come from this. Yeah, like I mean like like think about again, Marvel, right? Like we had Ronin in Galaxies. But we mm-hmm. knew that he worked for Thanos. And like we are in that film, we know he works for Thanos. Yeah. He was the villain of the movie, Ronin. I've not heard of Ronin. I'm not a big Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Yeah. But that's fine. I can still have, like, I know where I'm going. Steppenwolf could have been the bad guy in the Flash movie, in the freaking Cyborg movie. Yeah. Wait, like I said, there was no Cyborg movie. And there was, was no Flash, Flash movie. movie. Yeah. Speaking of MCU yeah. uh, stuff, have you heard the, at least, like, I guess rumors? Rumors. There's two, They're starting up already. Two casting rumors are kicking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, and but it's it's delightful because uh, they're the two best casting rumors I've seen. Uh, supposedly, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock is going to be Peter Parker's lawyer in Spider-Man Three. Cool. Down with it. Cool. But cool, cool. And, and like and at least the like rumors are like not Daredevil, but like they're leaving it open but like it's just gonna be like this is my blind lawyer matt murdoch and you're gonna be like whoop and it's yeah. gonna be daredevil which is gonna at least at least either be like a nod to the netflix stuff but then also potentially maybe opening up uh, charlie cox's okay. and in that exact same vein apparently they're talking to d'onofrio to return as the kingpin awesome but like on the outrageous yeah, yeah exactly that's it and i was like cray i was like we're like oh no the netflix series and i was like if they take the two like the good parts. The good parts <laughs> of the Netflix series, because it yeah. got away from them, yeah, <laughs> and like and migrate them properly onto the big screen. I mean, Can you imagine those, those two as a big screen kingpin going against. So good. Yeah, it'd be great. Those two, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Yep, was fine, and yep. um, what's Punisher? It was good. Yeah, yeah. Fine. He doesn't need to carry a series in any series anymore. But he can be that guy for a long time. He can Wolverine that character into any other. Yeah, movie. Punisher could pop in yeah. all over the place. I want Punisher to pop in in Civil War. I want him the most to do that. That's so good. That's the best scene in all of Civil War. We must have we must have talked about that. I don't know. So in the comic book Civil War, Captain America is a wanted vigilante for refusing to bow to Tony Stark's will to register. Freedom. Yeah, because for instance, uh, he, I believe this is actually how it goes down. Um, he's at a video game competition and he has a free Hong Kong sign. And then they're like, you are now wanted, Captain America. 
How yep. could you do that, Cap? But anyway, yeah, because Captain America believes in, like, you know, rights and freedoms, and uh-huh. he's, like, willing to stand up for them. And they bring in a bunch of, like, a ragtag group of rebels, and Frank Castle shows up at one point. He's like, okay, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I agree with you. That's, that's no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then two... the whole thing, The whole thing at this point is the Civil War is about mutant, or not mutant, all superhero registration. Right. Like, you need to go to the government if you are a superhero, and all of the nature of your powers, who you really are, your secret identity, right, right, and right. register. And they're like, that's not how we do it. Like, we keep secret identities to keep our family safe mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, that database could be hacked and whatever. Sure. And, and, and it happens right away when Tony convinces Spider-Man to unmask, and then Aunt May gets caught in the crossfire and yeah. sent to the hospital. Yeah. And, and Captain America's like, that's not why people become heroes. Like, you can't force right. them to do anything. Yeah. Okay. Rights and freedoms. So, Frank Castle ends up, he's like, sure, I'm an ant. I'm a, I, I love I, rights I, and freedoms. And I've... I'm okay with seeing justice above the law. Mm-hmm. And then two other uh, people show up. The Ringer, who is a petty criminal, and I think it's the Unicorn is the other guy. I thought it was one of the uh, one of the guys with the like, one of the Beatles. Paintball or, or does he just maybe Blue them? Beetle. And they walk in, they're just like, Hey, you know, it's it's not good for, for us bank robbers. Either, you know, <clears throat> we have to go register, we don't you know don't do that. We, we don't want to do that. That's not we're not like ready we have, to, we like, have powers, so we would have to register as power people. Yeah. We do use powers then, for illegal. But... And then the government would like take control of our powers, like they're part of us. And, and Frank just straight murders them in front of everyone. <laughs> and then everyone stops and looks at him, and he looks back at them, going, like, "What? That's what I do." <laughs> like they're bad guys. <laughs> Is there <clears throat> Cap grabs him and like starts to kick the tar out of him, and, and Frank just. Eats it. Eats it. He doesn't fight back. He doesn't defend himself. And Cap is screaming at him. Like, he's like, what are you doing? Just, just fight me. He's, he's like, like, why so mad you at fighting you? Why aren't you fighting? And he's like, because it's you. Yeah. You're Captain America. Yeah. You're, you're but my I was like, actual I was, real life hero. Yeah, I was like, I love that that Captain America is like Captain America to Frank Castle. Like, it's like, it's what Frank Castle would probably want to be. Like, yeah. but is too much of like a raging psychopath to like actually pull <laughs> off being Captain America. So he's the Punisher. But I'm like, I believe that Frank Castle like aspires to be Steve Rogers. Yeah. You know, like... It's just a beautiful moment in, yeah. in both characters. Yeah. It's A-plus. Writing. Um, yeah, no, I did want to talk about the Hong Kong thing, but I feel like we don't have a lot of time. No. It's so crazy. The free Hong Kong revolution it's in so our time. It's messed up. It's like, I mean, it, it's not messed up. It makes perfect and total sense, and I understand why every corporation is doing it, but it's just it's awful. It's just like... That there's, every- there's 400 million people in America. There's 2 billion in China. Yep. South Park yeah. did it first. Yep. South Park did this at the beginning of the season before any of it broke out. They already had it. And now they have another Hong Kong episode. They've already done two Hong Kong episodes in this Uh season because they can make episodes in a week. That's amazing. Because the LeBron thing. Oh, my God. I'm so mad at LeBron. Think about other people's money. If it was a player, he'd be suspended. Suspend him. (laughs) Shut up. Do you you listen to ESPN 30 for 30 podcasts? No. No. So there was one last season with LeBron. Mm Mm-hmm. Talking about the justice for Trayvon, mm-hmm. I don't care. We're we're more than just athletes. We have to make a stand for what we oh, believe is fuck. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he took a photo of him and his whole team when he was on Miami wearing the hoodies. Yeah. And like we we are Le- Trayvon Martin. Like justice for Trayvon. And I'm just like, is it because he plays for the Lakers now? Is that what the Lakers do? <laughs> the Lakers like, tournament. Yeah. So basically, LeBron James. Uh, so chastised the owner of the chastised Rockets. the NBA for not. Banning the owner of the Rockets when the owner of the Rockets like spoke tweeted, up against tweeted the, a sport yeah. of, the, of Hong Kong and he yeah. was like, if a player did it, you would have suspended him. But then he also had the like the LeBron James like super tour or whatever in China, so it's hurting, it literally hurting his bank. Yeah, like, ah, oh, it's the worst. And and he's someone who in the past has 
used social media to like fight supported social Trayvon, injustice. Uh, supported Kaepernick too, like yeah. spo- like all that stuff. Like I mean, like he's not wrong. Like you're like, oh, I was like, he's not wrong. They would like they should at least like in a way like they should make a make a stand, but they should hold the players. And then I was like, oh no, and he's losing money. Like you know, like in my like I saw, but also but also it's not like he did not get financially inconvenienced for saying justice for Trayvon interfering with it. No, exactly. That's it. Like, like, like he's, he was, he was, he's uh, done this himself and gotten no backlash for yeah, it. He was an activist when it was convenient. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh no, I'm losing, losing money to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Like I said, I, it doesn't, it in no way, shape or form surprises me that corporations are willing to sell their souls to target a demographic of 2 billion people. Yeah. But it's still just like, like I guess, like morally infuriating. Like it's just, it's mm-hmm. so shitty. You're know, like Blizzard taking prize money away. You know, they like make not just so much money from China. Yeah. So, but I'm saying, but like, but it, but, it, but it's not just like like banning the kids is one shitty thing. But then you're like, and give us back the prize money. Yep. So, and the announcers who he was talking to who didn't shut him up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, he said it so fast. Yep. Look at it. It's so messed up. It's just like it's yeah. I mean, like I said, it. 100% I understand these companies' that, logic. The, the college team who got suspended and were really mad that they didn't get suspended right away? <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, it's been two days. No one suspended us for saying it. It's great. And like, they got suspended. They're like, I'm glad at least their twisted justice is fair. <laughs> not just banning him because he's not American. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was the American kids, the American Hearthstone players. Team. Yeah, exactly. Who like spoke out and then didn't get banned, and they were like, "What double standard?" Nope, also banned. Yeah, I, I don't. Like, I literally, I was talking to someone over the weekend who was like, "Yeah," I was like, "He was like, I was." He's like, "Wow," resub for Wow Classic, and I was like, "I was like, he's like, interest was waning, but then was also like, that was the actual being like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. Blizzard, you don't get my money. Just like screw off. Like, there's so many other video games, and you're giant and awful. So goodbye, Blizzard. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he says he was just like. It really made the decision to break away from WoW Classic mm. just all the easier for it. I think that's the 90s, everybody. Yes, sir. All yeah, right. We did it. Hooray. So, Justice for um, Hong Kong, revolution in our time. When to this podcast, we are saying, what, Elizabeth May is the uh, the 40th Prime Minister of... Uh, 40th? I don't know. How I think this is the 43rd. 43rd, I guess. There's been lots, like, lots of back and forths. Hmm? Like Joe Clark was prime minister for a few days. Yeah, Kim Campbell. Kim Campbell, like stuff. a couple months. I don't know. That's it. You know, it's a Thursday. It's Thursday. Mm, I'm suspecting Trudeau uh, liberal minority government. Oh, my, yeah, yeah, yeah I feel that's yeah. it. But I was like, but is it weird that a part of me was like optimistic for a conservative win to force an NDP liberal coalition? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, that would have just been another election. Yeah. But exactly. And then I was like, but yeah, but then they prorogued last time and it was just a sloppy mess. So... Because I was like, because part of that would be, because I don't know if you saw, like, Jagmeet Singh's, like, provisions for, uh... The, like, demands support. for the coalition. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. They were, they were cool. <laughs> and I was like... He's cool. Gonna happen. He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think, honestly, like, the, the little, the Jagmeet surge, I think, happened a little late. And I was like, if yep. there's, if there's another, if there's a fast election, which often with minority governments there is, right? Like, they push, they push for another quick one, one way or the other. I think that there could be a... A there sw- could be. There could be a swing in the other way. You're gonna have to see how it all goes. There's yeah. there's too many too many things that can change in the all the variables. Years. Anyway, I for one welcome Prime Minister Andrew Scheer. USA. No. Maxim Bernier as his 
deputy prime minister. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like on a leash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Climate change isn't real. <laughs> like, yeah. But like literally, literally, I'm I'm interested to see if he's rallied like anything. The, the, like if he can win Bose. Like if he can win his own riding. I'm like, what does that say about the people in Bose? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, it's so bad that like because he's they're projected to have no seeds. And it's a toss-up in his riding. Right. Right? But I was like, what does that say about that riding? Where you're just sort of like, you elected the only People's Party of Canada. So I went, I went canvassing oh. maybe 15 times over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And one door that I knocked on one time, somebody said they were voting People's Party. And it was a dude in like a really dirty bathrobe. And he was old and really, really heavy. And he was like exactly the kind of cantankerous Beast you would reason. expect voting PPC. Did uh, you guys see any conservative posters out and around town? I did. Yeah, I saw yeah. the occasional, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you see any that didn't have a blonde white person on it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so there's there's someone in Verdun. Have you seen the Appel Moi Serieux? Yep. <laughs> have you called the number? No. no. He's a Nazi. <laughs> oh, oh, no! As if Guillaume was like, I had to call. <laughs> He was like, he's like, he's like, I was just a fan of the ad campaign. <laughs> like, you just see this post. The ad campaign was wonderful. Sérieux. <laughs> it's so good. And he's a Nazi. And he's a Nazi. Oh, <laughs> he's like an alt-right neo-Nazi. I don't like when alt-right neo-Nazis have good graphic design. Yeah, that's it. But that's I was just bad. like, call me. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> so, so, I was like, great ads. <laughs> like, All just, right. Uh, this is the 90s. Your entertainment system while you deal with Andrew Shear as the Prime Minister. It's Thursday. Or maybe Hi, thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just, you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you could get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.